Hello, and welcome to another new episode of the Gold Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Lons, and I'm joined by my good friend, Shai. Hi, Shai. I'm in denial, schmoopaloos. <laughs> and aren't we all? We're in mourning, Gold Nerds. Mourning for school cancellation. Didn't think it would happen, but alas, it did. Yeah, and I, and I know we have so much to be grateful for. We have, sweet, you know, we are grateful for the gold verse. We are grateful mm-hmm. for, you know, nine total seasons so far in the gold verse and a renewed Goldbergs, right? Like, right. Can't forget the mothership continues on. The smothership. I mean, blessed be, blessed be. The, the smothership continues, but the the news that schooled. I mean, it just seems like an unnecessary, premature. Sacking of something that was such a fan favorite, something that was willed by the fans. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what their markers or things, but I feel like almost every show, because of everything that's going on in the world right now, should have a shot at another season. Right, because we didn't get to finish the actual season. You know, we fell off an episode short for both School and um, Goldberg's. So it's like we didn't even get to see the real finale for for school. Then I, I think they should at least bring them back for a half a season just to wrap everything up. Like give us the courtesy for that. Yeah, and considering how much the fans in particular were so much part of that hour, and I'm not talking, of course, about Adam. We know Adam, you know, our our fearless leader would do it as long as as he could for the fans. But I guess the the honchos, the network execs. You know, we'll never know what happens in the mysterious rooms. Uh, you know, maybe they're, they they just decided to cut bait. I mean, what I can only hope, though, is that they are making room for whatever Adam is working on next. So yeah. that, like, we don't lose a half hour of, of Adam F. Goldberg production, even if it's right. not set in the Goldverse. Although, I would make the case that everything Adam creates from now on should somehow connect to the Goldverse. Like, even if he gets, like, a Transformers TV show... Like, there has to be, like, a gold verse, like, Easter egg. Oh, yeah, of course. Everything, you know, everything moving forward now, we all know, is gold verse property. So whether it's tied directly or, like you said, Transformers, we can throw in some, um, you know, Beverly wigs or something. I don't know. Yeah, or or have a Beverly character or a Vieberly. Maybe maybe a new Transformer villain could be the Vieberly. <laughs> From yeah. from Stefan King, truly one of my favorite episodes of the show. Oh, so good. You know, before we talk about the season, I have a cute story to tell you. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I I got the kids together yesterday. We part of our experience during quarantine is we have movie nights and mm-hmm. called Dad's Movie Club, which immediately starts with them groaning, being like, "Daddy, why do we have to watch these old boring movies?" And I would say, it, I wish I could say every single time they love the movies, but I'm batting like. One out of three they like. like one out of three okay. they really like. like. A lot of them they've really hated and they've been angry at me afterwards. But uh, there have been some huge hits, Back to the Future. Um, and yesterday there was a bit of a split reaction to The Wedding Singer. Now, let's remember, I have a kid that's almost seven and a kid that's almost nine. The Wedding Singer is not for kids those ages. I had forgotten. Right how much like foul language and other things are in the words I had to explain and not explain to my children. 
But right, right, right. part of my motivation was that on Wednesday night, my kids, even though there was no new Goldbergs episode, they insisted, they insisted that we watch the Goldbergs, which was great. We had a little fire pit. We roasted some marshmallows and then we watched the snow day episode. So I was mm. riding the Goldverse wave and I was like, I'm going to blow their mind. I'm going to show them the wedding singer, which in my head was this like harmless romantic comedy. And then I'm going to... Explain to them that this connects to the gold verse because they'll start remembering things. Well, one kid loved it. The other kid wasn't sure how she felt about it to possibly didn't like it at all. <laughs> but as we get to the final scene, I'm explaining to them, Barry and Laney are on this plane. They're like, what do you mean? Barry and Laney are on this, like they're actually on the plane. I'm like, no, they filmed it later. Wait, so they're pretending they're on the plane. No, they're on the plane. <laughs> the rules of this universe dictate that Barry and Laney have been worked into this plane ride. They've retconned them in. They, they've retconned them in. I didn't get into retconning with the kids, but yes. And so we watched that, and then we immediately rewatched the Wedding Singer-related scenes, pretty late at that point, Wedding Singer-related scenes in the Wedding Singer episode of the Goldbergs, including with Jimmy Moore and the great John Lovitz, and it just blew the kids' minds. Like, they... You could see the synapses drawing all the connections and them yeah. seeing this like and and so i recommend anybody if you want to have a nice little i wouldn't say it's quite wizard of oz dark side of the moon but for the gold versus pretty close a, a mind expanding experience to watch the meta the meta uh worlds collide wow that's incredible and did they did the one daughter that didn't like it before the Goldbergs episode, like it after you saw the made the connection? I think what's most important is she loves the Goldbergs. She was like, why can't we watch the whole episode? Why can't we watch two more Goldbergs episodes? Why do we spend all that time watching The Wedding Singer when we could be watching the Goldbergs? Yeah. So can a father ask for more? No, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think a father can ask for more of their kid. It's a smart kid right there. You're raising them well. They also think the term Julia Gulia is like hilarious. Saying <laughs> it over and over again. Julia Gulia, Julia Gulia. That's hilarious. But yeah, so we had our finales, our faux finales, as they're called. Production stopped short one episode for each school and Goldbergs this year. Um, so we didn't get to see the actual finales for either of them. I don't even know what the episodes were going to be about. I think they were, they were not posted online or anything. Um, all I know is, is that they had just started the table reads for the final episodes when production stopped. Due why, not to COVID. why not give us a zoom table read guys? Um, actually someone asked Adam that online and he said that there was, uh, technicalities to that or some there's probably some legal things legal there. legal issues yeah there's probably some legal stuff that that prevents it um which is fair you gotta you kind of gotta respect that right um just a bummer so our finales was prom night for both school and goldbergs um and yeah i mean let's talk as an episode how did you feel about them not as a finale but as an just a single episode of the gold verse. So I, I really loved the pretty and pink episode and I'm not a huge fan of that movie. 
And mm-hmm. one of the reasons I'm not a huge fan of that movie is that I really think it's preposterous that she, that like Blaine wins. It's not because I'm like rooting for Ducky at all costs. I just don't think there's anything really ever established as to why like Blaine really like that's the likes her. Yeah. Or no, that she likes him. Like just like the whole lesson of it just has never made sense to me. And I really enjoyed Adam getting to sort of win the heart of, of Bria B also Bria B the actress whose name escapes me, but that, that, that whole relationship is gaining some really fun chemistry now. I think those two actors really work well together. You told me they were in um, Kim Possible together. Kim Possible together, yeah. And um, I'm really starting to like Bria B. I I think she's a fantastic little actress. Um, her character is fun, uh, and they are they are getting more chemistry as each episode goes by. The question I have though is. Was that a real relationship or is this a wish fulfillment relationship? Because it seems to me online that he actually didn't date Bria B. No, he didn't. Based on also the the cutscenes that Bria B was too cool for him. But you know what? I got to say, having had many crushes in high school, if I was a big time producer, I would definitely sprinkle in a little bit of like, oh, well, you could have dated me. <laughs> besides, yeah. besides, he dated the great Jackie Geary. Did he, did, did, did Bria B really matter? No, not when it comes to Jackie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so fun little episodes, pretty in pink themes. Um, he, Adam's kind of playing the role of Ducky. Yeah, he's kind Ducky of, wins. he's kind of, yeah. I also really enjoyed the whole story of Adam becoming becoming like so self-conscious that he couldn't understand why Bria would go out with him, that he acts out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that is like one of the many times where when the Goldbergs gets down to the specifics of those behavior, I think they really connect to a lot of people because I think there are a lot of guys who, when they're immature and someone like Bria B really likes them, they do any series of stupid things to alienate them. And I'm sure I did it too at some point too. Um, mm-hmm. That like when you sort of like when you're not when you don't feel like I mean, it's fortunate now that my wife who is might as well be Bria B. Like you know talk about outkicking your coverage. Like I'm able to every day, you know, be very very grateful and not be like understand why like not misunderstand why she might be with you. But but if I was in high school, I don't know if I would have been able to like wrap my head around it. So I think Adam's Adam's behavior is is very relatable for a teenage kid. The other thing that I really loved, but this is the B plot. I mean, was Adam the A plot? Adam was the A plot, right? So the B plot. Adam's the A plot. I, I, yeah. I, I, I swerve between them. I, it's hard for me to separate them. But Erica's struggle with empathy was mm. one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. And Barry being so empathetic is was just incredible. Like... <laughs> It's like it's that reminder that Barry should be a doctor. It's that reminder that like despite Erica's strong loosening, she has still both a ways to go, but also Jeff loves her for who she is. But also loosening in the fact that she recognizes that she has an uh, an issue with it. Um, Very strong B plot. 
you know, we hate to see anything bad happen to Mr. Lerner, er, sorry, uh, Schwartz, well, Mr. Ken, Schwartz. Ken Lerner, Lou, slash Lou Schwartz. Yeah, Lou I Schwartz. I was like, I was like, like the whole notion of him being sick. Like I was like, no, this is this isn't funny. The Goldbergs is a comedy. What's happening here? Yeah, yeah. We hate to see that happen, but it did bring out some good moments, especially with Barry being such a caretaker and knowing the exact needs of not just Jeff, but also Mrs. Schwartz. Oh, played by Mindy Sterling, who is so great. Yeah. I, I saw her. She did a live read this week on Dark Horse Comics Twitch channel um, mm -hmm. with the cast of Legend of Korra, Janet Varney, David Faustino, PJ Byrne. Um, uh, Seychelles Gabrielle, they all did this reading of the of the sequel book, and uh, a it was amazing because you know how much I love that show. But Mindy right. Sterling is just so good and so funny. And I was watching with my kids, and I was like, "Guys, that's Linda Schwartz," and they were like, <laughs> "Oh my god, worlds collide." Um, but yeah, so so. Erica doesn't know how to take care of Jeff. And, you know, maybe that's just a part of the relationship, how she's not used to it. Jeff's the one that's the caretaker in that relationship. He's the one that folds her clothes, you know, every time. Um, how does he and, get those sweaters so well folded? I don't know. It, he, the man has a gift. He's her special treasure. Yeah. But I really like that she tried. And, you know, I think Erica two seasons ago would just have given up or like not even recognize that she was doing anything wrong or that she was lacking in an area. Right. She would have gone skiing with Lainey. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, that's a, a real concert with Kenny. That's that's a really that's a really good point. I, I think I think that you're right. You're seeing the air evolution now. I can identify with this because my wife, who is the most amazing character of our children, when I have done everything from like have surgery to sneeze, she looks at me like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, like I would say I identified a lot with the Erica reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I think, I think there, I, you know, I've always loved Jerrica. It just made me love Jerrica even more. I mean, any Jerrica episode, you're going to make me super happy. Yeah. I mean, as we know, our love for Sam Lerner knows no bounds. Um, he plays Jeff perfectly. And we're just a bunch of Lerner heads over here. So anytime that he gets to shine, we're happy. And he got to show great range in that episode. Got to be emotional. Got to, you know, had to, feel, I mean, the actor playing his dad is his dad. So I imagine right. that's not easy to play, you know, that's not easy to sort of manage the idea mm -hmm. of dad having that kind of a, a, a medical incident. Right. Um, but yeah, what, what else happened in the episode? What was Bev doing? She was trying Bev, to get. Bev was helping with Adam's scheme. Right. And then she accidentally got prom canceled, which then Priya B got mad at Adam so, for getting canceled. Which was so good. Only this time it was entirely Adam's fault. Right. I think that was a great twist, which is that like like the like Beverly has lucianed herself and in this case and I think that like kids are like that. Like they want their parents' help, they want their parents' help, and then they're like, Get away from me. And I feel like right. Adam and, and a teenager is the exact time when that happens. Yeah. Um yeah, and they play that so well because, you know, it's every episode. Uh, 
we have Adam and he just wants nothing to do with Beverly for the, you know, three fourths of the episode. And then he realizes that like, he kind of still needs her, you know, and like Beverly promises to back off. But in reality, she doesn't because he doesn't want her to. You know, he doesn't, it's, he actually doesn't want her to back off. It's just like in Magic is Real, which we also just rewatched. Yes. She has to be a sidekick. For and he sometimes, work. he sometimes manipulates her back. Like, he gets her to do all this stuff to school the same way he gets her to buy him all the magic tricks and then kind of pushes her away, but then realizes he's done something wrong. So there's some real consistency there. If you had written the finale, the last episode, what would that be? What would that look like? What do you think a good finale would have been for this season? I, I think an Adam prom finale is actually really good. Like I don't, I wouldn't put this as this isn't have a summer. This isn't living on a prayer, which to me mm. are like two of the my peak. favorite finales. Yeah. Um, but I also don't think like they needed to force a cliffhanger, right? Like there, there wasn't, right. there wasn't a big thing dangling this year. And I think that's okay. I think like the sort of like friends era cliffhanger obsession, you know, doesn't, isn't necessary. Like, I think it's okay for a show that you love to just end the season and pick up on the next season. Right. And, and I think like, I think maybe just maybe a little more well-rounded era uh, episode, maybe a resolution of Barry and Ren, preferably with him and Ren breaking up. Um, I, nothing, against the, nothing against the actress, but whereas Bria and Adam have developed a chemistry in the show, like the Ren and Barry thing to me is just. Well, Bria has established herself as a character that not necessarily is a necessary character, but she's established that she deserves to be a character, I think. Mm -hmm. um, especially in Adam's life and his growth and like helping with his confidence and stuff. And like, I think she's a deserving character in the Goldverse. Whereas Ren, I don't see a point to her. Like, I don't see what where she fits in with everything. Like, why do we have a Ren? Unless Ren is leading us back. Like, there's no one who thinks that Ren should be his his end game. So, God, no. so unless Ren is going to lead him back to Lainey somehow, or to Kimothy, or to Miranda <laughs> Cosgrove, any of the two other relationships I would remotely accept after Lainey. But truthfully, when you go back and you watch how much of the show is about Blaney, I, I just don't, I don't see how you redirect away from that. It, it, and and it was years of cultivating. Right. Um, and it was organic, I think. I don't know if they planned it, planned it to be as big a deal as it was. Their chemistry is just so palpable from live, living on a prayer. They just had to go in that direction. When she looks at his face and living on a prayer and slaps him, you're like, these two need to get married. Exactly. I mean, that, oh, that scene. Kiss, slap, kiss. There's just, you can't get anything better than that. Oh, yeah. That's just, just, just amazing. No matter, yeah. Mm, that would be, that, 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 I hopefully, hopefully, yeah. So I, I don't think I would have changed the theme or the structure of the episode. I think maybe if I had another episode, I'd want to know what the resolution of Barry and Ren is. Um, I think that, Whereas last year's theme of Murray Lucian was huge, Murray's Lucian was more steady this year. So I, I wasn't looking for a big Murray storyline. 
I wasn't looking for a big Beverly storyline. I think a lot of like a lot of what makes Wendy so great is she's like the quarter she's the quarterback of that team. Like mm-hmm. she's out there and I and I see her like almost like one of these Tom Brady as characters and I do not like maybe he's not the right example but but, <laughs> but the, because I don't like Tom Brady but but the reason why you know what I'm going to use Peyton Manning. Like li, like Peyton Manning, you know, all of the razzle dazzle at earlier parts of his career and then in later parts you're still not winning those Super Bowls without Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning is is also so great at making everybody else shine and everybody else better. And to me, that's a little bit what Wendy does as Beverly now is that like so much of the show in the early days had to be like, it's like Beverly throwing touchdown after touchdown after touchdown because that was, you know, that's magic. She was carrying the team, but now she's letting other people shine and uh, other people are starting to pull their weight. And, and and she's and she's part of that mix, right? Like like those scenes with her and Principal Ball, talking mm-hmm. about canceling and uncanceling prom. Part of why they work is they're the fruit of seasons upon seasons of of incredible performances by Wendy, right? Like she's created this character, and yeah. and and I and I believe Sean gambroni has become so funny and so good and i i have to believe and i I know we talked about a little this when when we spoke to him i and i've talked about this over and over over again but i have to believe that like the fact that he and wendy mcclendon covey got to be like an on-screen duo has made him grow so much from a little kid who was cute and funny to a guy who really like carries full episodes and which uh leads me into my thing where I think this, you know, last season we had Murray Lucian. Season before we had the Erica Lucian kind of starting off the Lucians of the seasons. I think this season was really an Adam Lucian. Oh, wow. Um, All right. Lay it on me. Yeah. So, love a good TED talk. We started out with the return of, I forgot her name already. Dana Dana Caldwell. Dana Caldwell, yeah. And, you know, we thought it was going to go in the direction of them getting back together where we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I think their moment has passed. And the thing about Adam is that he's matured so much in the three years that they dated, four years that they dated, that he didn't pursue it, you know, beyond the one episode where it kind of, they kind of highlighted, like, maybe we've moved on type of thing. Like, he didn't pine after her she didn't continue to pursue her um i think he realized that they both are different people now and they've kind of grown apart and it's okay to have grown apart you don't have to still love your first love you and i harp on this so much when we talk about tv men and women can just be friends on a show platonically it's it's possible like it is possible writers we need to see more of it and that's yeah. and it's a good example of him and him and Dana. Yeah, they're and, friends now. She hasn't been on in a while, but I still believe that she's in the background helping yeah. coach him to date Bria B. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true because Dana is definitely outside of Adam's, like also outside of Adam's level of cool. So he does need a coach. Like he can't he, just rely on like Barry for advice. No, no, she's definitely coaching him with Bria B. Um, I in my head canon, that's true. And so we moved to Bria B and Bria B is another girl out of his league, right? We're all clear on that. Um, but 
he's shown, you know, girls, especially like Bria B, you know, they like confidence. And I, and you say, well, Lon's, you know, does Adam have confidence? And I would say he's had, he, this is the most confident he's been the entire series. Um, and I think that's just the growth of his character, the growth of Adam as a whole is he's, he's struggled with that in their relationship, but he's recognized that and he's like come to terms that he is pursuing her because he's desert because he thinks he deserves to be with her. And that shows confidence in and of itself. Yeah. And, and, and he's wrestled with these demons before, but in different ways, like mm -hmm. Dana was the first love. So the context isn't the same as being older in high school and Jackie, while we know she's magnificent, he doesn't, you know, the nerd love is what that's all about. And and it isn't until he finds out she dated Ruben Amaro Jr. that he ever gets like jealous or weird or like like yeah. he's not sort of aware that like Jackie is as magnificent as as uh, we all think. Um, whereas Bria is like, this is him and you're like, okay, are you confident enough to be in this relationship? He's confident enough to at least pursue it. And he's confident enough to know, to go after what he wants, which in Bria's mind, I think, you know, at first maybe she was shocked that who is this kid wanting, like coming out, come at me and like wants to date me and stuff. But I think she respects him. And I really do think she likes him um, purely, you know, there's no ulterior motives with her. So unlike schooled where, you know, you're getting asked out to prom as like a facade for your parents, you know, it's not like that was, that was a rough revelation. Yeah, that was I mean, rough. Poor to Toby endured Toby is... an enormous amount of emotional abuse. <laughs> yeah. Like, Toby, like if you look at what he's done between the Pokemon, between no one's ever explained why his aunt is his guardian. Um, but clearly Toby's been through some stuff. Like he yeah. is not going to grow up well adjusted. No, he needs therapy. But for, for that's, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So yeah, I think this year was all about Adam and his, his Lucian. And while we didn't get that last episode, I think you're right that this prom episode works as a finale for them because it is about Adam realizing his worth in front of Bria B. And I think that's a good uh, conclusion to our season. While there was other dangling things, you know, we end in a good place with Jerrica. We end in a good place with Bria B and Adam. You know, Murray has softened up so much. He's a cuddly little bear now. And, and very invested in his kids' happiness in a way that they've eased us into. Mm -hmm. You know, he was like, if you think back to the parent dads just <laughs> dads just don't care just don't care of, yeah and how like sort of vicious they are with him with their impression of him i, I think that's when maybe we look back on it that's a big watershed moment to the lucian and 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 maybe if i'm writing my own head canon that's where murray as played by jeff garland is thinking oh you know maybe i need to maybe i need to adjust a little bit here maybe i need to show affection in different ways and show investment a little bit more like the kids were wrong to do what they did but are they sending a message here that i need to think about right yeah and he did
he thought about it. I mean, the guy is so soft for his children now. It's amazing to see. He's so cuddly. He loves them almost yeah. as much as he loves Lucky. <laughs> almost. Not quite, though. Um, so, yeah, that was – overall, what do you think of the season? How do you think I it think, went? And I'm looking back on, on – you know, I'm looking back on the episodes of the season – vacation animal house i think dana's back was an odd detour but when 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 you make your adam lucian case it makes a lot more sense if this season mm-hmm. is about adam growing then it very much is 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 there a necessary point for his growth yeah um i have this feeling of like a certain amount of like one offs here um like when i think of wrestlemania and i think of some of the other things but I, I realize I'm also forgetting how much Barry, how much this season was focused on Barry. And I don't mm-hmm. know if he necessarily evolved because they left us a little confused with Ren. But if I were to give an MVP to a storyline this season, you know, the most valuable or an MVS, most valuable storyline, to me, the Barry storyline, you're, you're, you know, you're having Barry without Laney again. And when you look at putting all these pieces together, um, you know, with the It's a Wonderful Life episode. Right. And when they go to uh, Spring Break, which was like, is one of my favorite episodes now. His pledging for a fraternity. Pledging for a fraternity. Animal House, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think that, I think that there was a lot of Barry through lines and there was a lot of Jeff through lines that makes this season really different than some of the other seasons. Like, Jeff was made a regular character recently, but there were a lot of Jeff-led episodes this season. And and, and I think, look, if someone's going to marry Erica, let's pull it apart and let's learn more about him and learn more about why their relationship gets to where it has to get to for them to be married and living in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. And th- that leads me to who I think is my MVP. Um, I don't know about you, I think we might be on the same page with this. I got to give it to Jeff Schwartz this year. Um, starting off strong with vacation and saving oh, them. Following the, following the bags of breadcrumbs is <laughs> to this like day. Like little breadcrumbs. How can, like, I'm just so, you know, bless the Goldberg's writers that in season eight, there are lines as iconic as the lines in the first, second, and third season. Yeah. And the breadcrumbs is one of them for me. Um, and we had food in a Jeffy, which he <sighs> so went toe-to-toe with Murr. And so it's like, you know, he had his own, he had his own episodes this season. He had a lot of through lines. He had that big emotional arc for the finale, right? His dad is, got, had to get surgery. Um, big emotional episode for him but not only that he sprinkles his character throughout with these one-liners that just zing so hard that you just cannot forget them i don't know he just he really shone through and added such an element to this this season that we like needed uh i know i know this could be accused of being the learner head podcast but you know i completely agree with you however I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with Sam's performance and with, um, and with 
the character arc and what the writers did with Jeff. Again, they made him a lead later in the show. When you do that with a character, you've got to make sure that the fans are with you and that that story makes sense. And you're not just wedging in two little twin kids like on Full House. Yeah. And But I'm going to give it this year a very low-key, like low-key MVP, Erica Goldberg. Ooh, interesting. She, do tell. Because we along with Erica endured those seasons of basket case, Erica. And I, I was, I loved the way Erica as a character focused on her school, focused on um, Jeff in mostly a positive way to your point about that last episode. She didn't run away from the situation. She, she screwed it up, but she, she tried, mm-hmm. she understood she had to grow. And I think that's a huge payoff to Erica Goldberg when you think back to, is it season four, Erica Goldberg? Yeah, because season four is The Breakfast Club. I just rewatched that one recently, too. Yeah. Season four, she was in the dumps. She was just like a total mess. And then she was super mean to Jeff. And so to me, it's it's a huge payoff, in but, but a very low-key delivery. And I think Haley was great this season. I think mm-hmm. Haley was really, really funny and and the chemistry with Sam really has to work because that's who she's playing off in a lot of scenes. And right. This is the season where her and Barry are in college together and living together and living together. Like to me, that was gold. And, and like, I missed, I I mean, they had to resolve that, but I missed them living together just because of how golden her and Troy were together. But I love that. Eric, Jerrica is living together now. And I love the game night episode. Oh, another so. strong, strong um, Jeff episode. So, so, so in general, I would say this was a great season of Jerrica. And mm-hmm. again, to push back on some of the traditional tropes, it wasn't about will they or won't they? They took that off the table. They like we know they're going to end up together. Yeah, now, it was really about like, what are the funny ways in which these two are going to grow and impact other people? And and I think that that was a great thing about the season and something I, I liked about the, the unfinished sort of finale situation is that it didn't end on some sort of Barry Wren, Laney cliffhanger. Like to me, that wasn't necessary for where we are in our relationship with this show right now. And yeah, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree that Jerrica had the strongest season yet. They're very much like the Chandler and Monica of this series. Yes. Bold. They're just very stable, low-key the better couple. And I say that as a Blaney head, like Blaney captain, low-key the better couple because they are so stable. And and they and they've worked through things, right? Like they have yeah. shown that they can they they, you know, uh, yeah. So good and good for them and good for those actors. Like they're just they, they they did great. Um, they 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 are great. So that's where I'm feeling on the MVP situation. And then very but, similar. The team captain to me is always like if we're doing the sportsman award. Team captain to me is still always and forever will be Wendy because when Obviously. you go back and you watch these episodes and you watch like the way she so effortlessly moves the whole cast and the vibe and the jokes and the way she'll just like tweak an eye is just incredible. You know I've I heard this saying an actor said this once about playing a part and like being, um, being a character, right? You're auditioning for a character. And he said, you're not right for the part until you're perfect for the part. 
And I feel like that is exactly Wendy. You know, she, there is no other option than Wendy being Beverly Goldberg. She's perfect for the part. Like she is the character and without her, everything falls apart. You know, we don't get these storylines seven years in with Jeff, you know, without Wendy doing all of the work for the past six years, you know, it's just, we, I, I don't even have the words to describe like how important she is to the show anymore. Like she is the show. So yeah, team captain forever. She gets a unsung hero for this year for me. Yeah. I would say like one of my, you know, this era of the gold nerds bucket list things is maybe, maybe, maybe next year we'll, we'll get to talk to Wendy that that's like, I, I want to say it. Like I just say it quietly, you know, put it on my wish list. You know, we've had some amazing guests, but I feel like I, there's so much I want to ask Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an amazing podcast. That would be kind of our peak. You know, where would we go after Wendy? We, we probably wouldn't go anywhere. Um, and that I, you know, say this with a, I'm, obviously not rooting for it but do you think that this next year is the last season for the Goldbergs I think it's very possible because I don't understand the business side the way you do but I feel like someone once explained to me once that actors or something sign on for eight years or seven years or something like that and like that's sort of one of the major jumping off points and I remember when I was a kid when Friends and Seinfeld renewed in the seventh and ninth or the eighth and ninth seasons or something like that there were like astronomical amounts of money had to be paid so I think there is probably some business end that I don't understand that is going to play into this mm -hmm. um you know, from a Adam F. Goldberg universe land of, you know, I could go forever. Um, yeah. But I do think, uh, you know, I do think if they end strong in season eight um, or nine, but like if they end strong in season eight, I mean, you're talking about eight seasons. That's the length of some of the most storied shows in television history, right? Like this right. is not, you know, we are so lucky to have a show that long. If it were to go eight seasons. I would say they still have more than enough gas in the tank to leave on the level of high that a Parks and Rec left. You know, mm -hmm. that like Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec in season seven was as good as it was in season three. You know, Absolutely. And, I, and I think with the Goldbergs and what they've created, we're at that level now. There's no fatigue in my mind. And especially as they've brought in more Jerrica and they've grown Adam up, they, they've done they've given us a lot to work with. If it ends, I do I do feel like we do need especially since school got canceled some kind of either flash forward or epilogue to resolve Blaney. Yeah. But I don't want that to be the finale of the show. Like I'd like to see that resolved in a in an epic way, maybe a mid-season finale or something like that to like take care of it. Mm -hmm. But to me the love of the Goldbergs family. We watched the Wedding Singer episode and they were watching the home videos. To yeah. me, going going to the like love of that family and and ultimately that's the thing that's really in there, like there's all the complaining and all that, is somewhere where this all has to end up. Um, and so I think like those are my my hopes and dreams and fears of a of a last season if it is one. But I'd love to see 9, 10, 11, 12, 
20. Let's go full Simpsons if we have to. <laughs> what What do you think? And and you're the more business savvy one here when it comes to the yeah. business. What do you know that would help? You know, what's what, what data do you have to bring? I mean, business side, I'm sure that they would want to keep it going um, because they lost Modern Family. They're retooling their comedy block. We're where now the flagship show we're the anchor for comedies now so like i would imagine that they want to keep this going if they want to keep their co- like any semblance of their comedy block going so i i don't have a i don't have any qualms or worries on the business side um and i th- and the actors are not one of those actors that are going to demand outrageous amounts of money and they're because i feel nor, like they, nor do they act like they're trying to get out of it like they look right. like they're having fun they're no ruby rose um, yeah, the, the only the only one who i think i could see like appearing less because he seems to be more and more busy is jeff garland jeff garland absolutely because he um, has the curb stuff and the comedy stuff like he he seems like he you know he gives his heart and soul to the Goldbergs, but like I could see, like uh, Jeff Garland's pretty expensive. Let's put him to half time. <laughs> yeah, I could see that too. And I mean, right, the show doesn't work without Wendy. I don't see Wendy giving giving. I I think she no, truly no. loves this show, and I think she truly loves this character. And I don't think she's going to be one of those holdouts that wants more money or is going to be a diva about it. So I think we're safe there. I think we're safe with the kids. Um, because the kids are at that point where having a job is the most important thing. You know, they're not trying to be CW actors and expand outside the CW, you know? Um, so I don't see a problem other than Jeff, but with Adam out. So where I have my worries is Adam had said that the show ends with Adam graduating and where Adam has been on a linear path, you know, when, each season he's is gone by one year for him. So we're coming up to a senior year, which would indicate that this would be the last season because Adam wants him to graduate. And that would be the end of the show. I don't, what does a show look like with all three kids out in college and possibly Jeff Garland being on the show less, you know, is Wendy traveling to their schools each week? How do we have a storyline with Beverly and the kids each week that makes it seem plausible, like plausible? You know, I'm sure she went to Adam's school all the time, but did she literally go every weekend to his school? I don't know. Um, And it's like they could refocus the show more on the kids, but then it's like, well, you have an all-star like Wendy. You have this, the anchor, the captain, the quarterback of the show what is she going to do? Like, who is she going to play off of pops? I don't think so. I mean, they so, are, but not enough. There's only so many episodes you can do. Like they have having the ensemble. They've done great tricks to keep everybody near each other, but right. at a certain point, Adam's going to NYU. Exactly. He's going to NYU, which is the farthest college than the other two. It's the farthest, you know, right. farthest. Penn college is only an hour away. Yeah. Wherever that so, is. So that's where I have my reservations is, does this show go beyond Adam in high school? I don't know. These are, these are, these are great questions. Well, I, I look, and I'm also here for them just Simpsonsing it and repeating a year. They've already done that with, with Barry and Haley, uh, Barry and, right. and, Late, and Erica. Uh, 
Erica, yeah. Mary, Mary and Erica. So they could do it. Like there's there's no there's no shortage of things you can do with like Adam and Dave Kim. And and how about some more Kimmy Mursky? We haven't uh, uh, or Emmy. We Mursky. haven't had Emmy. Emmy we haven't Mursky. had Emmy Mursky in a while. My um, wife even asked me. She's like, "What happened to Emmy Mursky?" I uh, I love her, and I think yeah. What's we... the name of that actress? Something Cat. Oh, I don't know. Um, it's like I only remember her middle name, Cat, <laughs> but she's cool. Yeah. Oh, but no, yeah, so terrible. There's someone. I mean, I, I whoever is listening of the Gold Nerds, if you're yelling at us right now, being like, "How do you not remember that?" You know what? We deserve to be yelled at. We do. Gotta, that's on us. Yeah, that's we we deserve that. That um, sort of anger. So yeah, I mean, they can definitely split up his senior year into two seasons if they wanted to. Um, Stephanie Catherine Grant. That's it, Stephanie. Steph. Yeah. Sorry, Golden Nerds. That's that's on us. We love you, Emmy. Um, and yeah, real life, definitely... and real life Emmy, who plays her mom, who is hilarious. Yes, when mm-hmm. she's like Emmy Mursky is garbage. We need more of that. We need more of the real life people cameoing. Like, where are the Kremps at? We haven't seen the Kremps in a while. Let's bring them back. Yeah, and let's get let's get Johnny Adkins up from uh, the Carolinas. Yeah, Johnny A. John, John, ponytail, real life ponytail Johnson. He can do it. Um. So yeah, we can we can stretch this out for a little bit. I just, from what Adam has said in the past, it seems like it would be Adam graduating as the finale, which would be a good finale. I agree with you, obviously, that we would need an epilogue for Blaney. Um, we have to have resolution there. There's just no way you can end the show without resolution in some capacity with Blaney um especially after that wedding singer episode where they tease to us that that they do end up together so um but it doesn't have to be like you said the focal point of the finale the focal point of the finale should be the family itself and how they're navigating you know this new world where the kids are out of out of the house and it's just Beverly and 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 uh you know mer in the house what does it look like for them to be up empty nesters i think so i don't know time will tell we could get another couple seasons out of this i think we're definitely nearing the end though so i think we need to prepare for that as gold nerds and, and with great gra- with gratitude yes we've had a, a historic run we cannot complain we've had you know, such a stretch of great episodes for eight, seven, eight years. So now, by the way, everyone listening, this is us just psychologically preparing ourselves. We have no reason to believe we have no evidence to support. We're just drawing on the picture. Yeah. And we're also just, I think, doing our own therapy of being like, oh, eight years, this could be it. If it's it, then we got to like get ready to mentally prepare like my sister always tells me i have to mentally prepare for this because i get really emotional when things end oh i get post-show depression i get yeah so do i bad yeah same so i just i have to start early with this show because this show is my favorite show and i gotta start early you know if it's two seasons we get i gotta start right now because it's gonna take me a while to get over this oh yeah um yeah, absolutely. So are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? I think we should. Or the CB um, in the room? The 
the ending while we're the, speaking the Brett of Brett Dyer endings. in the room? Yeah. Brett Dyer is has been a pain not Brett Dyer, but his characters have been a pain in my ass for a while now. Um though he has really earned He's so sweet great gold nerd status. Like I'm like in my head I'm like, oh, how can we get C B into the Goldbergs? Maybe he could be a new teacher when Adam the year Adam graduates. Like like C B has earned his way. But I see what you mean as a bane to your Blaney. Um dedication school get school got canceled we didn't even get a proper finale which adam had promised would be a resolution to this love triangle that's been going on for two years an exhausting love triangle that you and i have shown said many times that we're not happy about and not because we don't like one happiness but because like we just want them to be buddies we just what's wrong with just Oh, male and female being friends, you know? Yep. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. So I would say the, whereas the Pretty in Pink finale was a fine finale, it felt like Clueless was really ramping up, or, or I don't know if it would have been called Clueless, but it was ramping up for like a two-parter. Mm-hmm. That the kiss might have happened, but by the resolution of it, it would be more, you know, like we'd know more where this is going for the next season. Yeah. And I think they, they, they so it, it does feel a lot more unfinished. And then we get the news that it's canceled. And that makes it even harder to watch because you're like, oh, wait, I'm going to watch this. It's going to have an unresolved plot line. And I'm never going to know, potentially. I mean, we'll know because of the Goldbergs, but, like, I may never know what the heck happened here. And and, and, and at the very least, I'm not going to get, like, a full season to process that. Like, they're, well, you know, if they're going to take us to Laney and CB, then they're going to have to give us a year of them, you know, at least of them being together to earn that. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, I, I really did enjoy, though, the Meller and Glasgott plot line with Toby being asked out by someone who was using him and I think there's a nice mirror to Adam's plot line of a, of a kid who's kind of geeky getting confidence and acting out I think that's such a relatable thing for so many people mm-hmm. and I liked seeing it through the eyes of the parents through the eyes of Meller trying to handle the situation the Meller Lucian Meller learning to be a parent a partner all of those things has been one of my favorite parts of schooled because they didn't do it overnight like the relationship with aunt julie to nurse julie to the uh singled out episode to his to the you know like to me they've they've earned that so well over time um it made the whole toby plot line a lot of fun yeah i agree and um you know whenever Tim Meadows and Brian Callen get together it's comedic gold. So I always love when they team up. Um, I love a good Glasgow Miller team up. So yeah, that was a good plot line. I mean, with the Blaney and I, I feel like, do you think it was earned that Blaney has feelings for CV? Maybe. I don't know. Could be. 
it's hard to say with because it was so one-sided for so long and it didn't even seem to phase Lainey at all that that he liked her that you know they moved on and like he moved on CB had a great girlfriend that we liked I mean Paloma see what's interesting is is that I think CB in the universe where it's just him and Lainey right like Lainey's amazing how could he not be in love with Lainey Mm -hmm. Paloma is so um so incredibly beautiful and has so many qualities that fit well with CB it was it was almost like strange to see him like I was buying Paloma. I was like, oh, good. This is great for CB. Yeah. And and so I, um, but then, you know, I guess she was kind of cut short by going to the Brazilian rainforest, which I, I did think was kind of a funny, a funny um, bit when Lainey convinces her to go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's really not hard to talk about this episode without talking about the fact that it, it's wrapped up in this cliffhanger. I, I think um, I did the the channel of love thing with Wilma, who I think was like just one of the best additions to the cold verse. And one of the things she, that I'm so bummed about is that we don't get another season of Wilma. We don't get to really break down Wilma's character, which I would love a backstory on her, you know? Yeah, you know, there's we, a lot we, we could do with Wilma so much things with Wilma um that was a funny scene with the channel of love that Wilma was like just <laughs> pushing them on to that ride um I mean it, it's just it's hard to talk about the show now that it, that it's over we can't even speculate what would happen it, it's you know and a show that the fans willed to happen to not even get a conclusion uh sucks it just plain sucks you know we brought it back from the dead the first time it got a series pickup we get a second season i thought you know getting over the first to second season hump is the biggest hump a show can make you know getting that first pickup is is the hardest thing to do in showbiz so i thought we finally made it over this hump and it was good and we had a strong second season, you know, you and I yeah, talked about this. Quality-wise, how many weeks did we feel like school bested the mothership? And the mothership was great this season. Yeah, we had such a run of great episodes on school. Um, everything was turning great, and we were focusing on, you know, the the teacher's antics with students a lot, which I appreciated. We know we've dealt with Lainey and her students a lot. Um and Wilman or students in the whole, like the robot episode that I love so much. Um, you know, because you're because on... you're because you're a competitor. <laughs> yeah, I shunned competition in school, but you like I think you I could see that you Lon's the athlete, you know, the collegiate champion definitely saw like I I feel like I understand why you connected to that episode. Yeah, so it's just like I loved when it's about the teachers and students and not the teachers and teachers um, because that really highlights, you know, what a teacher is, how important a teacher is in a student's life. And that's the whole point of the show, right? Yeah. Like to the, highlight great teachers. The episode where CB gets sort of romanced by that, the teacher's dad, the kid's dad, we, was it Weasel's dad? 
who tries yeah. to get him to cheat for him. I love that episode. I love that episode. I thought it was so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think though, like you know, as as sort of was revealed on Twitter uh, by Mrs. G herself, uh, Adam was running the show behind the scenes during parts of the season. It's no surprise to me that a lot of those incredible episodes were from that period. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, because of the crazy decisions that get made in the business world, we didn't have Adam as a showrunner and uh, the full-time showrunner. And I, I just, you know, you got to wonder what it would have been like had those, um, yeah, those jokers, uh, is it Sony? Sony. Uh, at Sony been able to keep Adam, you know, from the beginning executing his vision on both shows. Like, um, it's just, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bummer because I think everyone would have won. It's like, you know what it's like? I mean, other Sony thing, it's like Sony and Spider-Man. Everyone wins with Spider-Man in the MCU. Everyone wins mm-hmm. with Adam F. Goldberg making things in the Goldverse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's his story to tell. I just, you know, it d- didn't make sense then. Doesn't It still doesn't make sense now. It's his story to tell. How could you not have him involved, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it and when he got involved, that? it was great. Exactly. And it was a strong season. I loved Wilma. I think she, she to me, she was my MVP of the season. Um, she was such a great addition. And, you know, we had talked about it last season that one of our hopes for season two was that they get more younger teachers to play off of CB and Laney. And there we go. We get L- Wilma. And she was fantastic. She's so funny. She's so funny. Her like, and she's unlike other characters. She's, mm-hmm. you know, super smart, super driven, super competitive, but also like very protective, right? As like such a great opposite to a the emotional sponge that is CB or Glasscott. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, she was my MVP. I think she did a great job. She blended well with the cast. Um, and I think she was a great teacher, you know? really cares about her students, which and have again, high is standards, point, high standards for her students. And which I think is the point of the series is that great teachers being highlighted in this television world. Yeah. Right. Like, is there another show that's out highlighting teachers? Right. And by the way, and now in this era and AJ did the little video, right. Where teachers are like helping so many families hang on by engaging the kids via zoom you know, and all of that, like, way to go, guys. Crush the show about the teachers. Mm-hmm. Super lame. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on Schooled. I'll be in mourning for a while about it ending. Um, hopefully, like you said, we could bring some of those characters into the Goldbergs somehow. You know, probably not Wilma because she was a new teacher. But CB could come in. We don't know when he came in. That's true. And we could get a flash-forward episode. We could get a, you know, we could get, like, maybe we even flash-forward past Barry's wedding and we flash-forward to, like, Patton Oswalt playing Adam at his wedding in the 90s. Yeah. That would be be funny. That would be cool. So what what are your uh, thoughts for next season? What do you hope to see? What movie homages do you want to see? Oh man, on the 80s side, I mean, 
so ooh, movie homages, homage, homage. What's that? Homage. I let's see on on the movie side. I let's see. I'd love to see something crazy like the Masters of the Universe movie from Canon Films, <laughs> because it's just so totally crazy with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I'd like to see that one done. You know, we haven't done, we've done references to movies like Ghostbusters, like with the ghost fellas, but we haven't done a Ghostbusters homage. And I feel like there's something where like, I can imagine the JTP is Ghostbusters. That works really well for me. Yeah. Um, what about you? What's on your list of 80s? Honestly, you know, they've hit so many. They've hit all my favorites, you know? Um, and I'm glad that they got to, they, they pretty much did all of John Hughes so far. You know, they finally got to Pretty in Pink, which was the last of his trilogy with uh, Molly Ringwald. So, And they did I don't 16 think, Candles. Yeah. What was, what was the third one? Breakfast Club. Oh, Breakfast did. Club, right. Yeah. So they did that. Um, We've done Indiana Jones, although I don't know if that was a full homage, but there was there was Indiana Jones. Star Wars is everywhere, so we, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I think I'd like to see I'd like to see He Man. I'd like to see any one of these deep cuts, like the Highlander thing. Like I want yeah. whatever movies like Adam just loves, like those movies he geeks out on. That you know, I happen to geek out on too uh, many of the times. Like whatever it is, like let let's do those right like 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 the rad like like the rad episode like break in adam said he loved beat street you know whatever you know whatever one of those 80s movies made adam so happy that's what should happen you know i agree obscure it doesn't have to be you know we don't have to do risky business at this point it's been done right like there's no requirement Mm -hmm. to do risky business so i'd like to see i'd like to see just like whatever cool like Again, something on the level of that Highlander episode. Like that was something such that a great Adam's episode. been like hoping and wishing to do quietly for the longest time. Yeah. That that that's that's my big hope on the homage. I'd like I told you what I thought about like resolving the Blaney thing, but I'd like to see it resolved mid season. And if we're getting towards the end, I'd like to see this is a really strange thing. Lou Schwartz getting sick was probably the most emotional, like close to tragedy the show has ever gotten. And I don't want them to have a tragedy, tragedy, like a core cast member die. Like I don't like, God forbid pops dies on that show. I will lose, nope. lose it. No, but no, I, no, no. I, I, I would be interested to see what would happen with Murray dealing with the death of his father. Like to me, episode. So there's so Family Ties. Did you ever watch Family Ties? No. So Family Ties was a great show from the '80s, uh, Michael J. Fox, and there is a very famous Emmy-winning episode. I think it's from the fifth season. It's a two-parter where Alex P. Keaton's friend dies, and it basically takes place out not out of the continuity of the show, but it takes place almost entirely in his imagination. And he has these one-on-one conversations with each member of the family. And it's like, I remember seeing it as a kid when it was on and it like blew my mind. Yeah. And it was, and and, I, and again, I think it won an Emmy. I'm pretty sure it won an Emmy. 
I'd like to see the Goldbergs do something like that. And the vector I could see that happening with would be a father and son. Because the most difficult relationships on the show are not the, the mother and the child children. That relationship is like really clear and mm -hmm. very expressive. But the relationships between fathers and sons is very complicated. And to me, I'd like to see a, a, a pl an homage to that Family Ties episode with Murray dealing with the death of his father. Wow. And the family dealing with it. To me, that's my pitch. Aaron, if you're listening, you know, <laughs> Adam, if you're listening, like that's, that's, I think, I think the Goldbergs writers are so skilled and so good and they know those characters so well. To yeah. me, that is like, I would take an episode with minimal laughs and a lot of crying in order to do that. I think that's a great idea. Um, and maybe we will see it. That, that would be a huge, huge Murray Lucian episode. The peak of Murray Lucian would happen on that episode. I love to see it. Love to see his reaction. Um, you know, it's been mostly pop pop and like Adam. What about the other kids? You know, we haven't Jared, like Erica and Barry haven't really interacted with pop pop that much. So it's like, how would they react would be interesting. How would Beverly comfort Murray would be interesting because she is such a force and she's so empathetic like Barry, but I feel like Murray would be one that wouldn't want much support. And it's mm -hmm. like, how do you straddle that line as Beverly? And, and do we go inside Murray? You know, do we go inside that Murray, you know, Murray's head? Like I'm feeling a two parter here. I think if, if something that significant would happen, I'm feeling a two part episode where we really pull all of the range of these actors in from comedy to drama, including Wendy, who is incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stand by that as my answer as well. That's what I would like to see happen as well. That's a great answer. Um, yeah. You know, getting into eight seasons there, they're just the things that haven't happened or the things that I wish would happen have already happened in my mind. That's why we need writers to create things that we never knew we needed. Yeah. And they are great. I love those writers. Mm hmm. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's it for our season wrap up and series wrap up for school, the RIP schooled. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you live on in the, in the, in the living force of the gold verse. So, yeah, we're still a gold verse, gold in their nation. We will, we have our flagship, we have our anchor, so we will power through. And, you know, we pick times. ourselves up. We'll start writing treatments for Jenkintown PA. Yep. Absolutely. Oh man, that show is going to kill it. That show would crush it. <laughs> Um, if you have questions, if you want podcast ideas, you know, hit us up because we're on hiatus, but we, we could throw on a podcast every now and then if we have ideas of yeah, over the what summer. you guys want to hear. Yeah. Have a summer. Um, so yeah, Shy, where can we hit you up if we have questions? You can follow me at pancake for table. That's pancake and the number for table. You can also catch me every week on the Friday Night Movie Podcast with my sisters, Lily and Becky. And wow. uh, those are the places you can, you can, we, can, we can hang out, join us, 
Lons drops in every once in a while too as a guest, so we'll make sure to let the Goldbergs, the Gold Nerds, know when Lons drops in because that'll be epic. Okay. In fact, Lily's watching the Outer Banks right now, so I think oh, yes. when she finishes, maybe that's that's going to be our hook to bring you on. Oh, so we can talk I love Outer that Banks. show so much. Yeah, we got to we got to pressure Becky to, to to get to it too. John B. John B. Um, Son Lons, you can find me at PK Prime Twelve on Twitter and Instagram. This has been another Gold Nerds podcast. You can find all things Gold Nerd related at Gold Nerds on Twitter, at the Gold Nerds on Instagram. We're here for you. Let us know in the comments what you guys want to hear for the next podcast. We'll, we're happy to do it if we have some themes. So hit us up. Have a summer. Have a summer.